We have chat function. That's handy. That's handy. Yeah. So it says live now. Does that mean we're recording? Yeah. I, I, that I'm not sure. Yeah, I got What's the thing. worst that could go wrong? I mean, it's yeah. not like we've never had audio issues before. <laughs> never, hey, never. I'm I'm utterly amazed that we got to this point. Hang on, let me try one thing, and then I think we'll be there. That makes two of us, Patrick. <laughs> like, I've been I've been glancing back and forth at this Fox College football preview and I tell you the chemistry between Urban Meyer and Leinert and all these guys is just amazing. How does Johnny Favel have his picture on his? <laughs> oh, oh, I can edit Avatar. Ooh, upload image. Nice. I gotta do that. Let's see what it's uh, gonna be. I'm not going to miss it. <laughs> all right. So I got myself. Now if I can just figure out how to get you all on this, I'm going to be good. I've got a little message that says that you're in the show. Everyone can hear and see you, so I don't know. I can hear you now. Good. Yeah, I'm just trying to make sure that somebody talks. Hello. Hello. I'm here. Are you here? <laughs> All right. You know what? We're just going to try it. Okay. Hard to believe this is not a well-oiled machine. You know, it's only our eighth or tenth or twelfth or fifteenth year. I don't know, but I just said it's in my avatar. Oh, nice. Gotta rotate. I gotta rotate mine. Yeah. Gibby looks like he's peering <laughs> down from the sky. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Testing two. Oh, oh, oh no. Double double feed. Oh for Christ's sake. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Yeah. You there? His avatar is still here. Nope, there it went. Hello, can you all hear me? I got him. I got you. Hello, 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 hello. Y'all got I me? I didn't know who was talking. I could tell who was talking because they're around your avatar. There's like a light up when you talk, like a circle. We've been live for three minutes now. <laughs> Yeah, this is, this is riveting. I hope this is on the Oh, you know it will be. Yeah. I actually think it's doing something. Well, uh, yeah, it says recording. Okay, okay, let's go. Hello and welcome to Razor Pod. <laughs> we are off to a flying start. And we are going to hurry up before anything else breaks. So, start, the, uh, start the car. Start the car. As <laughs> usual, <laughs> on Razor Pod, when we take our seven to eight month hiatus at the beginning of the year, uh, they completely change all the technology and it, it has no relationship at all to what we've done in the past. And so we have to reinvent ourselves on the fly. But we're nothing if not nimble, and we're back for the 2019 season. Welcome to the crew. Welcome, Jim G. 
Thank you, Patrick. Uh, watching Rolls baseball tonight, so our liftoff is about the same as watching the other pitiful efforts. But so good to good to be back. And uh, Johnny S, welcome, Johnny. Hello, Johnny. I see his avatar. Yeah. <laughs> can't can't hear you, Johnny. So uh, tweak your settings and come on back. Tweak your settings. <laughs> Welcome, Tom. How are you? Hi, I'm doing wonderful, Patrick. It's great to be back for a year. What is this, 23? <laughs> Something like that. 15, <laughs> 17, 19. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, let's jump into it. Coming off the uh, rousing 2-10 and 10 season last year, we're, we've got high hopes, high hopes for the Razorbacks. Uh, heading into 2019-2020, and so we're going to talk about that tonight. We're going to have the ever-popular National Sleeper Pick, which is obviously one of the better uh, elements of our show, and then we're going to, I guess, Jimmy G, are you prepared to have us do the pick? What else have I done the last eight months? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One more quick Johnny check. Johnny, are you on? Yeah. Uh, right. back. Welcome, Johnny. Hey. Still haven't rotated your avatar, just so you know. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, uh, now that we've got the technology all the way licked, I'm sure, let's uh, let's talk about the prospects of the Regiback season. Let me kick it off with you, Johnny Fayetteville. Um, the naming a couple days ago of Ben Hicks as the Regiback quarterback starter. Um, thoughts on that? Well, who knows? Um, none of us have seen a lick of practice. Uh, none of the media has seen a lick of practice. Um, who knows who's been good and who's been not? Um, from all the comments that we've gotten from Coach Morris, it, it, it sure appeared that Nick Starkle was, the, was quite impressive. The uh, statistics that we were able to see made him seem like he was moving the team and getting a lot of reps with the ones. And then – uh, five minutes after the uh, two deep was released and mentioned or stated that it was Ben Hicks or Nick Starkle, Morris goes in front of the uh, podium and says that Ben Hicks has, quote, earned the right to start. So I don't know. Um, yes, he, he, he probably has more experience with the lingo um, that Morris has employed and uh, he's at SMU. Uh, yeah, he probably. Um, He's got a little age. I mean, I think he's got a year on Starkle, but um, I don't know. We're just going to have to wait and see. Uh, I, I don't think I've seen Ben Hicks throw three passes in my life. Uh, the ones I've ever seen Starkle throw have been at Texas A&M. So we're just going to have to wait and see. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't think this is settled yet. Uh, anytime you have quarterback competition that goes to uh, six days before the first game, uh, that, that's that's a little co- concern. Uh, if we were much more advanced as a program, you'd say it's because we're just loaded up with talent. But uh, we we know that's probably not the case. So I don't know. We're just going to wait and see. Um, good luck to him. Uh, I think he'll have some more um, weapons this year than uh, Ty Story and Cole Kelly did last year. Oh, we, I'm sure we'll talk about that, about their troubles they've run into at their respective uh, FCS and um, non-Power 5 schools. So uh, I don't think there's anywhere to go but up. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, same question to you, Jimmy G. Outlook for the, the Ridgeback season and thoughts on the starting quarterback. Um, well, I don't think that uh, Hicks is going to be our starter probably by the end of September. I agree with Johnny. It's not quite settled yet. Um, it, it just appears that no matter who comes in and coaches the Razorbacks, that um, whoever's been there longer seems to always get to play first. Um, so I know Chad Morris is, you know, like every coach that Arkansas hires, and it's, you know, we're doing it, you know, setting the culture, we're doing things our way, we've got new ideas and all this stuff. And then it just basically comes down to, well, they've been here longer. Um, so, and Hicks, you know, he broke all the SMU passing records. And so, I mean, he's not, he's clearly a better quarterback than what we had last year. So, that's an upgrade. But I just don't think he's as good a quarterback as Nick Starkle. And I would say by, I mean, I know Ole Miss is the second game, and that's a big one for the Hogs. But I'd say by the A&M game in late September, I think Starkle's the starter. But, you know, uh, I do hope Stick, if Hicks does well, uh, that's great. And it can't be worse than last year. I mean, and uh, Johnny touched a little bit on the weapons. Of course, you know, a bunch of freshman receivers uh, should be much improved in that area. Uh, running back set. Uh, you know, the biggest question mark, I think, now with the two transfers coming in on our offense is the offensive line, which was a disaster last year. Um, so, you know, if you see some improvement there, um, I think offense is obviously going to be much better. And uh, defense, you know, we got a lot of guys back. Uh, I don't know if, you know, they showed some signs last year, but – at the end of the year, just kind of cratered for both offense and defense. So you hope that the offseason, you know, they talk about momentum with bowl practices. Well, we certainly didn't get any bowl practices, but we also didn't have any momentum because our last two games of the year were just, I mean, those Mississippi State, Missouri road losses were, I mean, it was a real low point. I mean, it was worse than just the two and 10 was the way we closed yep. out the season. Uh, as far as outlook, I mean, I don't know. We're, I guess we'll give season predictions later when we get into picking games, but, uh, I will, I will, spoiler alert, I think we're probably going to exceed our win total from last year. <laughs> really? That's no, no, gutsy, gutsy. Well, that, that, that's, that just really fills me full of confidence. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're hoping our midterm grades will really boost our average. <laughs> really boost our average. Uh, Tom, Ben Hicks slots or just overall Razorback uh, preview thoughts? Uh, well, I think uh, Johnny and, and Jimmy G, uh, you know, expressed it as good as I could. Um, my biggest concern on offense is the O-line. I do think our quarterback play will be improved. Um, even even with Ben Hicks, I think it would be improved. Pick six Hicks, as he's uh, known in some quarters. Not here, of course. But... Um, <laughs> Uh, I, I think he would. He's an improvement over last year, and I also agree that Starkle seems to be uh, the more the most talented based only on what we hear from uh, um, the the minor practice that the media is allowed to watch. But you know, the the big the most troubling part is what what's our old line really going to look like. Um, I think it's a unit that lost what three starters from last year, and they were awful last year. 
So uh, these new, the new one, new guys, or the guys with another year of experience, are going to have to are going to have to do something um, and um, and contribute. And hopefully they will. I, I think our skill position will have more talent. Um, but if the O-line can't keep the quarterback uh, protected, these quarterbacks aren't good enough to, you know, to do it without them. <clears throat> I do think our defense should be improved. I'm excited to see the – especially the secondary, a lot of young talent back there. I think they'll make some mistakes, but I think they'll make some plays. So – uh, it'll be it'll be good to see um, see how they how they play this year, and I'm excited for the season. I'm just excited uh, to see to see what happens with the really a whole whole re, wholly revamped squad. I think um, I was listening to Drive Time Sports, and um, Biddy Trey Biddy was on there, and he said. You know, we this year's starting offense is eleven different starters than last year's starting offense, which is unbelievable, uh, but uh, encouraging. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, and I think there's uh, something to be said. What to on your point about the defense? You know, obviously we could all be smart butts about it and say it can't possibly be worse, which is a true statement. Um, I think there's – no one's really touched on the running game. And we do have some backs back. Although, Johnny, I saw that uh, T.J. Hammond's suspended for the first four games. Do you know that story? Yeah, I don't even care anymore. I just – I don't (laughs) – It's time. It's. I'm seriously. I, I'm. T- it's time to move on from that guy. I just. Yeah, I agree I'm sick of it. It's not, there's something every year. Um, some kind of drama. I, I'm just. I'm. I'm. I'm put out with it. I don't. I really don't care. Um. Okay. Let me. <laughs> let me re-ask the question. I just don't. Not T.J. Hammond specific. What about the running game? Uh. If If Boyd and and, and Devwa Whaley can stay healthy, I think we'll be fine. Both of them got hurt last year. Chase Hayden was out. Um, you know, it's all a matter of staying healthy. Uh, there is talent there. Um, there, uh, you know, Boyd I think is a is a really fine running back. Uh, Devwa Whaley is a capable backup. I'm not a huge Hayden uh, Chase Hayden fan. Don't think he's fast or strong enough. Um, but so I think if those first two guys are healthy all year, we'll have a decent running game. I say decent. Because I think there's some real questions about our offensive line. I, I know this may have been talked about when I was out, but um, I think there's big questions about our offensive line. The last thing I heard before I went out was uh, uh, Jimmy G talking about how our offensive line was a disaster. I think that's being kind. Um, you know, Colton Jackson's back at left tackle. He's got to be 45 years old. Um, you know, it, I, I just I, – I, I really – no matter how talented your running backs are – if there's not some uh, big uglies knocking holes, big man on big man, it, it doesn't matter. You're not going to beat a, a good de- a SEC defense one on seven in the front seven. So um, it's all about that offensive line. If they've improved, I think we'll have have a running game that's uh, uh, that's effective. If not, you know, it's a lot more is going to fall on the quarterback's shoulders, which can be problematic. Okay, uh, Jimmy G. 
to you. Any sort of overall thoughts on the Razorbacks? Any particular things you want to highlight or talk about? The punting room. They were pretty thick in the punting room. Uh, I read that. That's that, that's the new trend. I mean, I'm not going to make it a ramp, but many ones. It's like even the coaches and like the media is like, well, they really improved things in the quarterback room, or things have improved in the offensive line room. I don't really care. I mean, what lingo you use, but really, I mean, because we're all fans, we're not sitting in the room watching film. I don't need to. I don't care what they're doing in the room. I know what they're doing in the room. Everyone that watches football knows what they're doing in the room. I care what they're doing on the field. So, uh, there. There's my two cents for our media. <laughs> talk about what's going on in the punting room. I mean, Jesus. Our punting our, – I, seriously, our punting was atrocious last year. And that's the it was terrible. Special team. And, again, I was the article I was reading today was talked about how, you know, Reed Bauer, you know, may – I don't know if they – I didn't see the depth chart if they've done the, – the last I saw was Orr, Sam Loy. It was like Bauer has the edge because he's been here before. What? Who? Bauer couldn't kick it out of the. I mean, he couldn't kick it from end zone, to, like from the back of the end zone to the twenty last year. So who cares who's been here? Plus, it's a punter. I mean, you take this snap and you kick it. I mean, I'm not. But anyway, um, as far as I'm lost off train of thought. This is first show rush. I'm like Felipe Franks last week. He gets to Miami. Your uh, whole thought, um, but uh, I, I think our defense is where this team is has a chance to maybe win an SEC game or two. Because I mean, I think we're going to score in the twenties, and there's certainly some SEC teams that we play that we can get to twenty eight on them. And if our defense can like, then we should be able to pressure the quarterback. And I know Johnny talked about. Colt Jackson being a hundred year old. I mean, Jamario Bell. I think he was in nuts last recruiting class. I mean. um, he still like it. Still may not. I mean, those guys rotate all the time. I mean, he'll get plenty of playing time. But um, that's where it's going to happen. And I think my biggest concern with our defense is if we get some injuries, especially the linebackers. Like Poole and Harris are really solid ball players and. Especially Harris. I mean, he's an all SEC guy, and he's the middle linebacker. And like, I think the Alabama middle linebacker tore his ACL yesterday in practice. So I mean, that's how. I mean, you know, you get an injury to Scooter Harris, and our whole defense may fall apart. I mean, that's they're the quarterback of the defense, and so I mean, he stays healthy. I think it'll be a big improvement on defense. And if we don't have a lot of injuries, we start getting injuries. You know, we just don't have the depth yet. So that's going to be a big factor. Okay. Tom, same kind of question for you. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, uh, I, I don't know what to add there. It's, uh, I do, I've, I've forgotten about special teams. Uh, we do have Connor Limpert back, which, and he is a, oh, I'd say uh, slightly above average Razorback kicker in the last 20 years. Um, so, I mean, he's going to be okay. Uh, I, you know, we did lose Dion Stewart, who was our, our regular punt return guy. So it'll be interesting to see who takes that role. And, uh, I think we have what, uh, Devion Warren and I'm not Rakeem Boyd. I think has been getting reps at kickoff return. So, um, you know, that'll be, it'll be interesting, but the punting game, 
They were horrendous last year, and surely, just like the rest of the team, they can improve. Um, and and the, the schedule is favorable. So we've got an opportunity to win some games, even if we're not that much better. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll see how, how far that carries us, the schedule and the slight improvement. Okay. Johnny, you have anything to add to that? I didn't hear a single word he said, so no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. StreamYard not working for uh, Johnny. John, Johnny, the odd man out on StreamYard. I, I, I've not heard anything that anybody else has said <laughs> except Patrick. Really? Huh. Okay. You know, um, oh, there's the, I heard Jimmy there. <laughs> I heard Jimmy G there. <laughs> Okay, um, well, that's kind of our Razorback preview, such as it is. The bottom line is nobody really knows anything, and that the part that we know we're not real confident in. So uh, that about sums it up for the Razorback uh, 2019 season. Um, schedule is what it is. Kind of starts out this Saturday. I guess we should, for the first time in the show, mention Portland State. Um, I know next to nothing about them. In fact, at uh, our lunch pre, uh, pre-production meeting today, I wasn't even fully confident that they were actually in Portland, um, <laughs> any of the various Portlands, but it turns out are they, they are in Oregon or Maine. I'm assuming Oregon. But they, they are in Oregon, but I wasn't quite certain about that until about 1 o'clock today. Um, and apparently uh, – Famous alumni, anyone choose to hazard a guess? This is a ne- pro- Neil, Lom- Neil Lomax. That's <laughs> a very deep, deep cut on uh, former Arizona Cardinal quarterback Neil Lomax. Johnny Fanton. Oh, no, he, he, play, he played with the St. Louis Cardinals, pal. Yeah, sorry. I, I beg your pardon. You're right. The former St. Louis Cardinal, uh, Neil Lomax, quarterback from the late 80s and Maybe a bit in the 90s. Maybe a cup of coffee in the 90s. I'm not sure. Oh, no, no, no. 70s. <laughs> Are you serious? Neil Lomax think... was not in this. Jim Hart was the St. Louis quarterback in the 70s. I will lay one major that you... I will lay let's, – let's, let's put some juice on this. I'm pretty sure Lomax was out of college before 1980. I'm going to say he was early 80s to be my guess on Lomax. I, Jim Hart, I remember the Cardiac Cardinals, St. Louis, they're on our TV station every dang weekend. And, uh, <laughs> they probably were yours, too, where you grew up. And oh, yeah. They were on. Oh, I, oh. I remember Jim Hart, Cardiac Cardinals, uh, like I am not sure what the ruling is on here, but his final season at Portland State was the 1980 season. So he was not with the Cardinals till 81. And just uh, for the record, his career was nineteen in the NFL was eighty one to eighty eight, so he was fully a child of the nineteen eighties. And for our listeners that heard me yell Romo, I'm just joking because last year we played Eastern Illinois, they had like forty five famous alumni, and it was crazy. So I didn't know that Portland State had any famous alumni. Well, there you go. Uh, beyond Neil Lomax, does anybody know anything about Portland State? Mouse Davis used to coach there. <laughs> one of the, I mean, he was one of the original, like, run-and-shoot guys. Uh, and the only reason I remember that is because they showed him on that ESPN 150 documentary 
they had pre, pre, uh, that premiered last week. And they had Mouse Davis, Portland State coach. Wow. <laughs> and they were talking Dad. about he was – he was one of the first coaches to like implement the like the run and shoot spread, like air Coriel. He was one of the first coaches to do all that air raid stuff. Cool. All right, this Portland State team, the one that's going to show up presumably on Saturday. Does anyone know anything about them, including but not limited to what kind of offense they run, who their coach is, anything? <laughs> we probably could have gotten their coach on the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, but, but I have no, I've no idea what his name is or anything about that. <laughs> that would have assumed that we would have been able to get the technology working. Well, that's fair enough. I don't. I think I don't know this. I don't think they had a tremendous year last year. <laughs> I think they they're also perhaps rebuilding or reformulating or uh, I'm not sure, but I, I don't think they were very good last year. <laughs> okay. Um, I really, I don't know if they run pro style. I don't know anything about them. So I think, although I hesitate to say it with a two and 10 team, we ought to win, but uh, I don't know how confident I am in that statement. I'm yeah, confident. I'm We're gonna win. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not worried about Saturday. <laughs> okay. Um, I hope you're right. And are, are, let's start here. Are they uh, FCS? Patrick Williams and that Midwestern sensibility. Of- <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't be confident about this game, then it's probably time to give it up. Where to, Jimmy G? <laughs> We didn't beat North. We got run by North Texas last year. Hey, we had, we had Colorado State on the ropes. <laughs> on the ropes. We beat Eastern Illinois fifty-five to twenty last year. I think Portland State is in FCS like Eastern Illinois, and they were worse than Eastern Illinois. So that's why I'm confident. If they were like from the Sun Belt or the Mid American Conference, like North Texas is from the Sun Belt and was a good Sun Belt team, I would be concerned. Yes, but Portland State's not that. They're not North Texas. Uh, Johnny having having audio issues. Um, he's not just ignoring us. He's he's deep in tech hell here. Um, <laughs> let me try to troubleshoot him. Uh, the explicit tag now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try to try to mute him and unmute him and see if I can get him back in here. Okay. And amazingly, this isn't our show from 15 years ago at the studio. <laughs> no one that I know of is drunk. I mean, I'm still cold sober. I'm drinking a glass of water right now. And it still feels like everybody's three deep, three deep in. <laughs> um, what's, what's amazing is the technology has not gotten better. <laughs> in 15 years, we, we have the same issues. Well, it's because they keep changing it, and that's the... <laughs> The problem is I can't I can't keep up. If we get that old AOL dial up, we'd be golden. <laughs> I mean, there's got to be a better way, right? One one might think. You think in 2019 that like all the technology that's out there. I will tell you who is not going to buy the Streamyard IPO, and that's Johnny S. <laughs> oh, they're not public yet. Uh, I, I think they're intensely private. 
<laughs> for a reason. <laughs> They're going to cut us off. We're not going to be able to use their stuff anymore. Um, I thought maybe it was your company. I thought maybe you, you tried that first link didn't work, and you said, I'm just going to set up my own service. Uh, I, it did cross my mind. Okay, so that's what we know about Portland State. Little, little to nothing. Um, but we, two of the three of us, generally agree that we probably ought to win. Um, and so with that, we'll uh, jump into predictions. Well, Johnny says, are y'all still doing the show? That's what our <laughs> listeners are also saying. That's a, that's a bad sign, Patrick. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure because it seems to be working oh. Yeah. Well, with everybody else, let's see if he comes back in. Okay, do you want to jump into the uh, predictions here, Jimmy G, and let me turn it over to you? Sure. Um, I, I was going to see if we want to do season predictions for the Hogs, um, but we'll wait and see if Johnny gets back. So we'll we'll jump into the games. Uh, the only good thing you say about this weekend is, is uh, it's the – first weekend of college football i'm not counting whatever happened last weekend other than my wallet which did well for those two games but um like this is really the start of the season so um that's the good thing the bad thing is the slate of games is kind of yeah um the big one oregon and auburn uh for some reason and i was you know a couple of riders mentioned this too like ou and Alabama, who usually like kick off with big non-conference neutral side games, aren't really doing that. Uh, OU's playing Houston uh, on Sunday night. That's the Sunday night game, and then uh, Alabama's playing Duke in a neutral side game. So uh, good for them, I guess. Coach K decided it needed a, a showcase game in uh, September or I guess August. It's gonna be still the thirty-first. So. Um, or maybe Avery Johnson got confused, and I don't know what happened for a while. They were playing Duke, but uh, there we go. Uh, so we'll start off with a regional rivalry: uh, Ole Miss and Memphis. And uh, tensions are high because Ole Miss. This is the last year of that contract, and Ole Miss is not uh, going to renew the series with uh, Memphis. Um, I guess that's what happens when your uh, little next door neighbor uh, routinely beats the crap out of you. <laughs> so, um, this game, it says Ole Miss at Memphis is what, so I'm guessing it's at the famed Liberty Bowl. Oh, uh, that's but I may be good wrong. there. Is, is there another stadium in, in uh, Memphis that we might need to be aware of? Well, I I don't know that maybe it's some neutral side, but I can't imagine if, like, they're playing in Tupelo. I mean, that's kind of in between Oxford <laughs> and Ole Miss, but so I'm guessing if Memphis is the home team, it's there, but, um. Uh, Memphis is favored by about five and a half to six points, depending on where you look. So, uh, and Ole Miss has got maybe looking ahead to Arkansas next week. So we'll see about that. Uh, Patrick, start us off. Uh, I'm going to pick Ole Miss. I just, well, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and pick Ole Miss. I'm not sure about this because I'm just not sure about the uh, Matt Luke experience in uh, Oxford. Um, but I still think there's enough talent on that roster to probably beat Memphis. Um, post Fuentes, Memphis, and uh, what's the guy's name over there now from UCA? Um, 
Norvell. Norvell. Not sure if he can reload. They've been pretty good. They'll probably give Ole Miss all they want, but I'm going to pick Ole Miss. Um, you know, high scoring game, as you would expect in the Taco. Um, 38-35. Tom? Uh, I'm going to take Memphis. They're favored. I think uh, I think they're the better team this year. Ole Miss uh, is probably – I think they have – didn't they get Rich Rod over the – is that right? Did they, is he their O coordinator now, or am I making that up? I don't remember. But uh, – uh, He went. I, he did go somewhere, but I don't remember where. Uh, in any event, whether they have him or whoever they have, I think they're still talent poor down there, and uh, they have a program that's still in flux and probably will be uh, it, until, you know, Luke either solidifies himself as the coach or uh, or they move on to, to something else. This feels like the kind of team – this feels like the kind of game where a program like Memphis – which is uh, probably lighter on overall talent, but more confident in their approach wins the game. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take Memphis here. I think they win 38-24. All right. Um, I like Memphis as well. Uh, their program is just in much better shape than Ole Miss's right now, and I tend to think Ole Miss won't rot the ship until the Matt Luke uh, era uh, comes to an end. He just he. I mean, he seems like a nice guy, and he seems like you know he's kind of a guy you might want to go hang out with some. But he doesn't seem like a guy that is going to run a major college program. Uh, Coach O doesn't either, but but here we are. Um, But I'll say that, um, and and like Tom said, they're they're just talent poor right now at Ole Miss. They you know the sanctions and the probation hit them pretty hard, and. I, I don't see that defense putting up any kind of a fight against the Memphis offense. So I'm going to take Memphis uh, 45 to oof, uh, 21. I don't think it's going to be a particularly close game. All right. Um, we'll go on. Uh, this game is also – it's a neutral side game. Big fun. Uh, South Carolina versus North Carolina. Ooh. Uh, Gamecocks favored by six to seven points, depending on where you, you're going uh, for your point spread. Uh, I'll start off. I like South Cac. Um, Gamecocks too much for North Carolina, even though Mac Brown is uh, uh, back at UNC. I don't know. I don't think that's going to work well, but uh, we'll see. Um, he did say he wants uh, – uh, this is a neutral side game, I think. Um, but he, Mac did say he wanted all their fans in their seats at home games, like 30 minutes before kickoff. And uh, the podcast I was listening to that mentioned that said that it's uh, UNC's basketball team doing the uh, practice before their games. So um, not a good look for Mac. Uh, but we'll see how it goes. Um, I like South Carolina in this game. Will Muschamp getting it done. Uh I think they're turned into a professional seven and five team. So uh, South Carolina, uh, twenty three. North Carolina, fourteen. Patrick. Yeah, I'm going with South Carolina. Will Muschamp. I'm just 
it is just going to be kind of a nasty sort of uh, not not real exciting game. Um, but I'm going to I'm going to pick South Carolina. Low scoring, kind of like Jimmy G had, twenty one seventeen score. All right, Tom. Yeah. Um... You know, I think I might go with North Carolina. Um, this this feels like the kind of game that South Carolina lays an egg on. Uh, I, th- I think they're better and probably will have a better year. But Mac Brown's going to have everybody hyped up and ready to play. And uh, South Carolina is not so good, and, and neither is Muschamp, to just roll their helmets out and beat a team that has some talent and a lot of motivation. Um, and uh, I, I'm gonna pick. I'm Did gonna pick North has Carolina. Has some talent. Has some talent. That's a. That's maybe the most bold statement of the night. The North Carolina <laughs> asked, Did they win a game last year? Well, uh, no, they didn't. But dogs only won two. Um, I don't know what that what bearing that has on this pick, but I'm gonna go with North Carolina. Uh, I think they win it. Uh, Mac Brown out of the broadcast booth, onto the sidelines, back home again. They say he can't go home again, but he's going home. Uh, and I think he's going to get it done. Um, 14 to 10. Sorry, I'm just picking my drop, drop off the floor. I mean, North Carolina has no talent, but sure, that's, let's go with that. Uh, I agree with the motivated part. They'll be motivated. They'll be pumped up. Um, Boise State, Florida State. Um, Boise State, uh, America's darlings, um, or at least Pat Forty's darlings. Um, that's a, This is also a neutral side game, as neutral side as you can get. It's in Jacksonville, Florida. So um, that's <laughs> pretty quite a trip for the Broncos. Um, Tom, we'll go back to you. Um, I'm going to go with Florida State in this one. Boise State is is not the program they were under Peterson. I don't think they travel to Florida and beat Florida State. Um, Chris DeBall, I think, is that the coach at Florida State now? Um, had a uh, tough year. Uh, Taggart, Willie Taggart. Taggart, Taggart. Okay, he had a he, he had a tough year last year. Um. And I, I think it's going to be a, a closer game than maybe the experts say, although the spread may be four. Uh, but I, I'm going to go with Florida State. I think they out-talent the Broncos. And I've never been the biggest Harden fan. Is he still there? I assume he is. Um, so. um, he's, he's a decent coach, but he's not a difference maker like Peterson was. So I don't, I don't think they have the talent to go to Jacksonville and beat Florida State. I think Florida State wins in a relatively competitive game. We go Florida State thirty-one to twenty. All right. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna take Boise. I guess um, I'm not confident in that. I don't really have any good reasons why, other than I'm not a big believer in what Tigers doing at Florida State right now. Um, you know, I. I I don't really like the Seminoles program much, but I would, you know, it feels like college football is, you know, if they're good, it college football feels like it's kind of where it should be. So I hope they do get good and I hope maybe Tiger works out, but 
Uh, and also maybe to jinx Boise a little bit. I still can't stand Boise State, but I, I don't like where Florida State doesn't have – I don't think they're really ready on offense yet, and I think Boise State can uh, <clears throat> score a few more points. So I'll take Boise uh, in a close game, uh, 27-24. to 24. Patrick? Man, Florida State is such a wild card. Uh, Jimmy G, is this game in Tallahassee? Or is it in Jacksonville. In Jacksonville. Well, close enough. Yeah. Kind of against my better judgment. I guess I'm going to pick the Seminoles. Um, This feels like the kind of game that Boise is going to really compete in. You know, are they going to have enough to get over the hump and the humidity of, of Jacksonville? I don't know. And it's for that reason that I'm going to stick with Florida State. Probably a little bit of a slobber knocker. Um, 24-21 FSU. Okay. Uh, it sounds like everybody thinks that's going to be a competitive game, though. So uh, I'm not sure if that's an afternoon kick or not kick. Um, I do know the primetime game is uh, Oregon versus Auburn. Uh, that game, I think, is in Jerry World. I think it's in Arlington. Um, so that truly is a neutral site. I mean, I mean, I know it's further away from Oregon, but it's not like it's in Atlanta or something where it would be an hour away from Auburn's campus. So, uh, I'm, I've not seen a spread for this. I believe Auburn's a slight favorite. Um, I'm not sure the number, but, uh, Oregon aspirations, Rose Bowl this year. Uh, and I've even seen a couple of people picking them to go to the playoff which man, I don't know about that, but Herbert, uh, the presumed number one first quarterback taken in the draft is still there. And Auburn started true freshman. Uh, uh, Bo Nix, I believe is his name. It's, I hope that's his name. That certainly sounds like someone you would expect to start for Auburn. Uh, so uh, should be a great battle. Um, Jerry World, exciting. Uh, and also a rematch of a uh, national championship game, the Michael Dyer, was he down or not game. Oh, yeah. Cam Newton. So, uh, that little extra intrigue there. Uh, man, I I just picked one, like, West Boise, close to the West Coast team, a team from out far west. Uh, so, I'm going to – I'm going to pick Auburn. Uh, I, again, I don't feel good about it. I just – I think they probably just overall – a more talented team, though it. I just hate picking a true freshman quarterback against the quarterbacks, you know, third-year starter and going to be a first-round draft pick. But I think Auburn's defense makes the difference. And Auburn mainly now, you know, Malzahn, when he first came out in the college game, got a, had a reputation of slinging all over the, the yard. But, I mean, his team's have predominantly been run-oriented. So, and I think they're going to lean on that and an offensive line to uh, maybe overpower Oregon a little bit, though. Cristobal at Oregon has really been recruiting well. So, but maybe they're a little too young for now. So, I'll take Auburn yeah, really close, 20 to uh, 16, Auburn. Patrick? I kind of like Auburn here. Um, whoa. Um, I kind of like Auburn here, and uh, I think the reason why is that uh, I kind of like Malvon and kind of an every other year deal. 
where he, uh, he he's bad and then he's good and he's bad and he's good. I think this is a good year. So I'm going to pick him to go ahead and win this game. Um, gosh, I don't know score. I'm going to pick him to win pretty highly, Jimmy G. Uh, 33, right. 33 to 21. 28? 21. Oh, 21. Okay. Uh, Tom Logan. Hello, Tom. Tom on mute. Uh oh. Tom, uh, Tom getting the Jimmy, the, the Johnny Fayetteville treatment. That's some audio issues. Hey, he's, he's here. He's just not, I can hear and not on mute, he says. Okay. Let's see if I can. He's dropping out, coming back. All right. Hello, Tom. You're back. Hello, Tom. Can't hear you. Tom Logan. Oh, he's changed places. His avatar has moved. It's Hello, Tom. Okay. Well, Jimmy G, why don't we go? He says he rebooted, not working. Well, let's let's proceed, Jimmy G, and then we can try and get him back on. Okay, uh, we've got Arkansas and Portland State. Um, so I'm gonna uh, obviously I'm gonna pick the Razorbacks. Uh, I think you know maybe sloppy for a quarter or two, but I think just the uh, SEC team with even a rebuilding and trying to you know build the talent level back to SEC levels. Uh, you know, good recruiting classes, a couple of years. Um, at some point, that just takes over. And uh, you know, even as our offensive line is not going to be a strength, but it should be a strength against the uh, middling, and that's being kind, FCS team, maybe a lower-level FCS team. Uh, so maybe some, you know, and you got a quarterback starting in Hicks who knows the offense and is familiar with it, so it's not like he's learning a new playbook. Uh, so that should help too. And but I just think talent takes over and, uh, we won't be able to say that very much this season for the Razorbacks, but uh, that will be true Saturday. So I'd say Arkansas, uh, 49. Uh, no, Olympic, they're going to let Limper kick a field goal. So I'll say Arkansas, 52, uh, Portland State, 17. Uh, Patrick. Uh, Okay. I'll uh, I'll give it a shot, and Tom Logan is back. We think so. Uh, we can go to him. Next. Hello, can you hear me? Can you hear me? There you go. Yes, I'm back. All right, Tom, you want to throw in? Tom, you want to go with your Oregon Auburn pick real quick? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take Oregon. Um, 
I agree with what Jimmy G said about uh, Auburn defense. I think it's a, I think it's great. I'm just questioning the offense right now. The Auburn offense has not been much for the past what two or three years, and I'm not sure they're on a trajectory to change that this year. But we'll see. Um, I think this is the year that Auburn uh, that Oregon gets them. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Oregon uh, in a very close game and a uh, defensive struggle of sorts, 21-17. Okay, all right. So uh, and I've given my Arkansas pick. I said Arkansas 52-17, and Patrick was about to give his pick. Okay, um, I'll say Arkansas, but closer than the experts think. Um, a little bit of a struggle for the Hogs, and. Gosh, a thirty-one to twenty-seven win. Oh God. wow! We'd be about a play away from Morris getting fired. That's I mean, right. If we lost to Portland State. That'd be the Citadel level bad. So, it would. Uh, wow! <laughs> Throwing down the hammer. Right, hammer down, Jimmy G. Hammer down. Well, in the opposite <laughs> direction. All right, Tom. Uh, um, I, I think the I think the Hogs win comfortably. Um, I fully expect to see two or three quarterbacks, probably three. Um, I, I just I don't I, I really don't know anything about Portland State. I've heard nothing about Portland State beyond that they didn't have a very good last year last year, um, and I think we'll be a little bit better offensively and defensively, hopefully. Uh, and certainly good enough on the O-line in this game to uh, let our playmakers make some plays. I think they'll make some plays, and Morris will score. If I were him, this is what I would do, and I hope he does, and I fully expect him to score as many points as I can possibly score against Portland State. And I think that's probably about 45. So I'm going to go with uh, Hogs 45, Portland State, um, 14. Okay. All right. Well, now we'll go to uh, our sleeper games. And uh, I left a lot of uh, games on the board that, uh, I mean, it wasn't a great week for national games, so I could have gone a lot of directions. But I left some uh, games out there, uh, I hope, enough for everybody to find one they're comfortable with, including there about three games that I've got that I've thought about making national games out there. So it uh, should be good. Uh, Patrick Williams, what do you got for us? Oh, you know, there's uh, a game that Jimmy G and I discussed uh, in our pre-production meeting last Friday night. Uh, maybe a little bit of a, a sneaky sneaker sin. That's uh, Georgia Tech going to the national champion Clemson Tigers. Georgia Tech under new management. Whoa. And, uh, <laughs> wow. That is something else. So, uh, you know, a little, if you're going to find an upset like this, maybe right out of the chute. Uh, going with the Jackets here to pull the shocker. Um, wow. We'll see how right or wrong I am. Uh, score 30 20. Georgia Tech. That would be, uh, first of all, would throw the whole season into chaos and would be not quite the point spread of USC-Stanford, which is, I think, in the low 40s. Uh, But I did see the spread on this game. It's 36 on the side I looked at. So 
Uh, wow, Patrick Williams going out on the big limb opening week. I like it. Uh, Tom Logan, now that that game's off the board, you may have to uh, go somewhere else. Well, I quickly went back to um, the uh, – what is it? The Glance Culver line? What's the name of the uh... – That's right, old friends, Glance That's Culver. Right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and uh, I've studied it, and I've come up with what I think is an excellent sleeper pick and one that I think uh, – um, people everywhere everywhere will be interested in that's Northwestern is going to Stanford uh, Northwestern this year uh, is uh, has received some votes in the top 25 uh, people are thinking big things about Northwestern and Stanford Stanford's still Stanford but they seem to be just kind of in a I don't know they're just kind of floating through life right now at Stanford they're not going up. And uh, when that happens and a, and a team like Northwestern comes to town, a team that has uh, fire in their belly and uh, something to prove, I think, uh, I think you wind up with an upset. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go uh, down to the farm. I'm going to take Northwestern uh, in, in, a, uh, in a close physical game, 13 to 12 Northwestern. All right. Will not be a big fan for uh, the EDSBS crew. They do not like Northwestern. <laughs> no, they don't. And then not this game. And generally, they just don't like Northwestern. And what's the girl's name, Patrick? Holly. Yeah, Holly. She. Uh, they're doing their season preview. They're talking about Northwestern, and she goes past. And they started laughing, and she goes, "I refuse to talk about Northwestern. I despise everything they are and everything they stand for." <laughs> I was like, "Whoa." So she's not a fan of the wonderful wow. people in this. Uh, and then they proceeded to make fun of Northwestern for about 15 straight minutes. Uh, but hey, you know, they made the Big Ten Championship game last year. But uh, uh, I was going to – I had that game marked. Um, but luckily, I always come prepared. Um, so I have several. I'm going deep into the well. Uh, I've got, as usual, like I've got four ACC games listed or teams or games involving <laughs> ACC teams. You love um, the ACC. I think some, not, uh, not the best word. Oh, you have no idea how much he loves the ACC. In fact, so much that he's getting the ACC network. What? Well, it's part of our cable package now. They added it to. Uh, no. So it wasn't like I specially said I want to add that like you add HBO. It was like it's now part of our package. In uh, South Arkansas? Uh, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm on our cable company down here suddenly. So it's like if they – and, uh, Patrick, you'll be glad to know now, today, just today, it finally started working. Oh, <laughs> perfect timing. You'll be yeah, able to watch that time. sleeper game upset on, on Friday yeah. night. There are two conference games, uh, Boston College playing Virginia Tech and Pitt playing Virginia, and they were both on my radar. But uh, I'm going to skip over those and go to the Sunbelt Sunbelt matching matchup. I don't know if it's a conference challenge, but uh, Coastal Carolina is hosting Eastern Michigan. And... uh, Coastal's getting points. Home dog, Coastal Carolina. Uh, your national champions in baseball three or four years ago. So, uh, Eastern Michigan, I don't know if they've won a road game since the 90s. So, uh, don't like Eastern Michigan in this spot. 
I'm going to take the Chanticleers of Coastal Carolina. Um, you two probably didn't even know those teams were playing each other. I, I truly um, did so, Neither did they. <laughs> no, no, they're not aware of it either. Um, TV is, is this even on the Glance Culver line, Jimmy G? Is this even eligible? Uh, it was on uh, my sports wagering site, and Coastal was, I believe, three to three-and-a-half-point home dogs uh, to Eastern Michigan, who I think <laughs> made their first bowl game in about 100 years last year. So uh, I'm taking the chance of clears. Uh, Dustin Johnson might be there, uh, probably the most famous Coastal athlete, uh, but not the most famous team. Obviously, they're, as I mentioned, their baseball team won the national title recently. Also not as famous as Neil Lomax. <laughs> well, no, no. Uh, the famed uh, Cardinals quarterback. And hopefully Neil Lomax, if he suits up for Portland State Saturday, oh, he might be. look out. Patrick Blue may be on Look out. Um, so I'm going to take Coastal. Uh in one of the games of the year, I, I don't even know if ESPN yeah. Plus uh, is going to stream this game, but we'll hope so, so I can catch part of it. Uh, Coastal 30, uh, Eastern Michigan 28. Mm. So, uh, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy G picking this sleeper game. I, I think it shows it shows us how serious he is about the pick contest this year. He's going – he's doing some research. He's getting to the Chanticleers. That's important. Well, now – I will say, long-time listeners hopefully can back this up, that uh, I usually typically go way deeper on the well on sleeper games. Because, I mean, I will go, I'm not afraid to go to the Sun Belt and the Max to find off-the-radar games. <laughs> now, but, I think uh, the place where you're going to find that broadcast may well be on StreamYard. Man, some dude streaming <laughs> it on StreamYard on his phone. That may be on their homepage. It'd be like streaming rights to Sun Belt uh non you know sunbelt games not involving money like the non-money <laughs> be like last year when that that guy was had to facebook live the uh army oklahoma game <laughs> yeah that was the whole nation was getting this like i mean that was the craziest thing ever that, that was do nice. 30, 30 i would say they do a documentary on it but no one has the footage so uh <laughs> not much you can do there all I right. think that's where um, Johnny may be right now. <laughs> Johnny may be actually – he may have gotten sucked in to the uh, stream yard present, like the pregame. Of the is that like Les- is that like Lesville? Like it's sucked in the TV. And, like, <laughs> actually, John, Johnny has uh, been pre-selected to be a stream yard <laughs> influence <laughs> recording promotional videos for them right now. He literally has turned into a streamyard avatar. He's in the like the whatever dimension that is. He's, uh, there's, there's, like a, there's like a streamyard town hall going on somewhere in the west coast. And Johnny is being piped in live. <laughs> He's founded the cable irate. <laughs> well, if they have the streaming rights to the Eastern Michigan Coastal game, it may be in Ypsilanti, Michigan. So could be. Right. Um, well, hey, hold we on. Before to... we move on, I want to ask you a question about the ACC network. Okay. Did Did Dave Rowe, after he was fired from the SEC network, did he actually? Is it true that he actually went to the ACC network? Do you mean did he establish it just so he'd have a job? <laughs> no, did he, yeah. Did he get hired by the ACC network? Um, I, I mean, big man on big the, man, Dave Rowe, is he there? 
the 15 and ACC Network was the original home of like Raycom, right? Didn't I think Raycom yeah, right. yeah. was still airing their basketball games till last year, but now that ended when they started the ACC Network. So I think the Raycom was like a, a big deal in the ACC country, but I don't know. Yeah, I've seen I think wasn't Raycom their deal when we had Jefferson Pilot? Yep. Yes. Well. And so um I don't know if Roe is there. I've seen some of their like on-air talent list, but I don't remember seeing his name. It could be though, because I mean, I just glanced at it and didn't pay much attention. You would have noticed that, Dave uh, Roe. <laughs> well, but he he could very well be uh, there, and I assume that the AC Network is going to have tons of uh, 11 a.m. Central Time kicks, <laughs> so uh, that would fit right in. Um. Are we going to do the national sleeper picks here, Patrick? When do we want to do that? Uh, probably ought to go ahead and do it. Now it's as good time as any. Jimmy G, go ahead if you want to do a, a lead into it. Okay. Well, uh, my research was limited to sleeper games. Um, and so I'm only going to name this team because they're on the list and I didn't use them as a sleeper pick this week. So I'll just make them a sleeper, national sleeper pick, and it'll be just as awful as my all my other ones. And I won't remember who it is by the end of the year. Um, I'm going to take UCLA and Chip Kelly in their second year. Um, they have a Thursday night. I think they play tomorrow night uh, at Cincinnati. Um, a new Razorback opponent, by the way. Hogs just added a home game against uh, Cincinnati in, I believe, 2021 or 2022. So, I uh, got that to look forward to at Razorback Stadium. But I'm going to take the Bruins. This is my <laughs> national uh, uh, sleeper pick. And they uh, – Probably not even make a bowl game, but uh, there you go. Uh, Patrick, what say you? Uh, I'm going to go to an off-picked uh, national sleeper team, but one I actually feel pretty good about this year. Dave Doran's NC State Wolfpack is my national sleeper team to make some noise in the ACC. Jim G will get front row seats to that with his uh, ACC network subscription. So he'll be able to keep me up to date Ooh. on all the uh, classic NC State action. Let's not call it a subscription. It's <laughs> part of my cable package. <laughs> Y'all are making it sound like I went out of my way and you're like, oh, no, I want to add that. But, okay. But now that the truth is there, now we can make a hilarious running joke all year about my ACC network. Because I will be logging. I'll be watching a lot of ACC now. That's their sports center. Oh, but that's good. All right. I'm sorry, Patrick. Go ahead to give some of your why NC State's going to be a. I really don't have much fact or logic behind it. Uh, Seemed like a good pick and not ranked, so to fit the criteria. You know, solid team last year. Got their doors blown off by Clemson, but uh, a lot of people did that, Alabama. And uh, so I like them. All right, uh, Tom. I'm going to go down to Fort Worth, Texas mm-hmm. Christian. Uh, wow. they, don't, they don't have a quarterback, but they do have a defense, and uh, they've got their sights set on ten wins this year. Um, I, I, I like their uh, I like their schedule. Uh, their running backs back situation is good again this year, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised at all. If they wound up uh, in the Rose Bowl or whatever it is, they could possibly get to by not winning their uh, conference championship and sliding into the BCS or whatever it is today. So I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with TCU as my national sleeper pick. 
You're aware they're in a Power Five conference now, right? I'm aware of what? You're aware they're in the Big Twelve. <laughs> they play in a Power Conference now. They don't have one of those. They can't slide into. It. They got. Like, they, they're in the Big Twelve. Well, I don't, I, I don't you, know they're, how, they're a Power Five team now. I don't know how it all works. <laughs> <laughs> they're just a sleeper. That's that's part I of the charm like the of being pick. a sleeper pick. <laughs> That is a good sleeper pick because they're getting no run right now, which surprises me. Yeah. Because Iowa State and Baylor are getting all sorts of play to upset Texas and Oklahoma, but I, I would think Oklahoma State or TCU would be better. Well, Iowa State's pretty good this year. I'll give that. But the Baylor thing, uh, I'm they're not still Iowa State. And come on, oh, look out! Here we go. <laughs> In the eye of Patrick Williams. Um, <laughs> no, I'm sure Patrick Williams one of the more. Uh, Best ideas that EDSBS had was week zero should just be El Asica. <laughs> so that should be the start of every college football season by itself, the whole week to itself, uh, yeah. and everyone who, be forced to watch it. The the real question is who wouldn't watch that? Oh. That's the whole, I mean, people watch that Florida Miami disaster. So uh, <laughs> I don't. Why wouldn't you watch El Asica? I mean. That would be way more entertaining, and it'd be a home and home. I mean, it'd be on a campus game. It wouldn't be a, and it would be what? What's the temperatures in Iowa this time of year? It's probably eighty-five, ninety, just like hundred one, just like it's here. Yeah, I mean, now it's dry hundred one. You know, they don't have the humidity. Nope, it's wet. So. Wet is here. <laughs> <clears throat> oh man, Patrick Williams just throwing down. Iowa's most severe weather, like the. The lady that works across the hall from me, she's from Iowa. And, like, she's always telling us how severe the weather is in Iowa. So, it, it, it is um, terrifying. It's, it's an absolute disaster around every corner. Yeah. I, 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 y'all are from opposite parts of the state. I believe she's from, like, the southeast corner of Iowa. Oh. And, uh, mm. and so she's talking about how like – Like is. a whole other world, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah those basically people, Missouri. No, I'm saying even she's from Iowa, just like our friend Patrick Williams. And, you know, she says the Iowa weather is terrible. And she's not even from the northern part of Iowa. She talks about how cold it is. And, I mean, Patrick's basically in Canada, as far north as he was from. All right. You can basically see there. it from there. You can see yeah. it from there. It's like, like Palin in Russia. <laughs> uh, see the bluffs I, of Council Bluffs. <laughs> there's a, I, my last comment is this. Uh, Rand McNally's great granddaughter that's beating Serena looks like a 5.5 uh, USTA card carrying member that just walked in from a like the racket club. And, but she's beating Serena Williams tonight at the US Open. So, what's the score? Uh, she won the first set uh, seven five, and it's uh, they're on serve two one early in the second set. Ah, uh, okay. But she really looks like a like a club player that and. Her last name McNally, so I'm assuming she's like great great granddaughter or something to probably uh, map maker Rand McNally. Yeah, uh, good, not a common name. Not a good, not a common name. It's not, and uh, you know, club tennis player. That's probably wealthy. You know, map makers. Yeah. But anyway, not uh, we got all the money they need. We yeah. got another segment to go. Patrick's trying to get to. These are they're calling by their right name. Cartographers, Jimmy G. Oh, God. Wait, here we go. Oh, wow. Map makers, <laughs> pedestrian peon, <laughs> thin Miss McNally. Uh, 
All right. So I'm probably my assignment besides pick games this year is probably or this next week. Patrick will probably send me a list of terms I need to learn before next week's show. Vocabulary words for Jimmy G. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> there's the pick segment. All right, uh, Tom Logan. Believe it or not, during the off season we received mail. Uh, I believe it. Uh, um, I truly do because our listeners are. You know, I mean, every 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 show says this, but we we really, I I don't know if anybody would ever disagree that our listeners are the are the best in any uh, show history. Um, they they clamor. <laughs> they literally clamor for the show all off season, and if it's not there, you know, we hear about it, and we heard about it from, from two of our loyal listeners. Uh, this off season, our old friend Ken uh, uh, wrote in to check on our status, make sure everybody was okay. He was concerned about our health, uh, which is uh, which is important and accurate. And uh, we are all doing well, and uh, we will we are back for our fifteenth season, according to Ken. And I have no reason to disagree with him. Then um, our old friend Friday Night Guy. Uh, Jimmy G from the from the very earliest days of um, of Razor Pod Friday Night Guy would write in, and we had all kinds of theories about who Friday Night Guy was and what it meant. Um, and uh, and he's still writing in, and uh, he asked a few questions. Of course, we all we all remember, of course, all our listeners, and, and certainly uh, the talent on air talent. Uh, remember that uh, Friday Night Guy was a huge Ty Story fan, and yeah. uh, uh, he he is concerned uh, that Ty Story will not be leading the Razorbacks this year, and was unable to win the job at Western Kentucky. But it's probably a similar Ben Hicks, Starkle, you know, just go with the incumbent type of thing, and not the guy with real talent. That's my view. I'm not sure Friday Night Guy expressed that. But uh, but he uh, he recognized that Ty Story was not going to be around anymore. Uh, he did he did welcome us back, of course, and um, he also notes uh, that Wally Hall, Jimmy G, you may or may not know this. Uh, Wally Hall picked uh, the Oklahoma Sooners as his number one team this year in college football. So. Oh, uh, no. Uh, I did not know uh, that, and no, uh, I'm mortified now. Right, and I think that's probably why Friday Night Guy brought it up, but I don't know that for sure. Um, oh, I'm but... sure. I, look, I have faith in Friday Night Guy. That's why he brought it up. He's mortified too. But uh, in any event, uh, it was uh, it was great to hear from our listeners, and I'm excited to hear from Friday Night Guy and Ken. And uh, all our regulars, again, uh, after the first game, I know they're going to be watching uh, anxiously to see how we perform against uh, Portland State. And uh, I bet we'll have a full mailbox uh, next week, Patrick. I bet so. I want to do one addition there. Um, Our old friend F15E Pilot uh, did reach out to me via a new medium for RazorPod, the Facebook Messenger bane of my existence but uh he did send me a uh facebook message 
and they just wanted to make sure that uh, we were coming back for this season and i assured him we were whether or not the show will ever make it actually to public distribution (laughs) (laughs) i I don't know based on uh, our experience so far Um, so we'll see but it's dream yard we have actually had a show whether it actually gets recorded and posted I don't know. So. Can we get some merchandise? Can we get some StreamYard merchandise? Yeah. We need some swag. We need to get all of it and then take it to Johnny. <laughs> he's on a he's on a private jet right now. Jetting out to StreamYards. Pri- I want a StreamYard live shirt. <laughs> we're going to do some research. We're going to find out like StreamYard. Probably from Little Rock, Arkansas. <laughs> I just hope it's uh, not from Springdale. That's the only uh, thing. That would be funny. That could be funny. Um, it might all right. be my one. Maybe. It could be. A picture, of a, picture of a duck is their logo. So I bet you it's Arkansas somewhere. Uh, Stuttgart. Stuttgart. It's from Stuttgart. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. That was time on Razor Pod when we rant. Do either of you have a rant you'd like to do? It's a little early in the season for rants, but uh, have at it. Um, well, I just hope that, uh, all the TV networks and, um, including our new friend, the ACC network, uh, <laughs> I, hope, I hope they can, uh, now I do not get the Pac-12 network, which has somehow been in existence for five to eight years now. And I don't think anybody gets no. the Pac-12 network. Um, but so I don't have access to that, but, um, I hope they uh, continue with the uh, great game coverage, and we uh, get good TV slots. Where uh, and like, if there's a week where three matchups of top ten teams are playing, not every, they don't all kick off at the exact same time. Um, I hope that uh, ESPN's production values stay high. I was encouraged. I, I really love their primetime. I guess ABC does their primetime games, but ESPN has the SEC primetime game. And uh, I believe the, I'm excited about that. I look forward to the new split screen feature now. With the, the, I finally, eight years later, got the fourth generation of Apple TV. Uh, just been excited, and uh, I'm looking forward to being at Razorback Stadium on a few occasions this season. Uh, I can't promise I'll be in the stadium this Saturday, uh, maybe tailgating and uh, <clears throat> grilling out and hanging out poolside at a friend's house would probably be the extent of my uh, involvement in Razorback games this Saturday. But I will watch. But uh, I'm looking forward to the season. I'm just glad it's here, and that's not really a rant. It's more of a – you know, we've slogged through the eight months of off season, and last time we had college football was well. Now we're recording after week zero, but was Alabama getting their rear end kicked by Clemson? And I kind of hope we get some new blood, maybe, which I don't think we will, because I think Alabama and Clemson. We didn't really talk nationally about the favorites, but I think it's Alabama and Clemson again for the presumptive favorites to get the title game. And I really don't see anybody doing anything to Clemson until the playoff because their schedule is really – I mean, they play A&M at home, but other than that, the ACC is down this year. and So I don't look for anything to happen to Clemson until the playoffs. But anyway, I'm just excited everything's back, and I'm glad uh, fall is here and we've got football. 
Okay, Tom, you got one? No, I, I mean, I, that was such an encouraging, bright moment uh, that Jimmy G just expressed, and I, I don't want to... I don't want to do anything to change that. I, that was that was well expressed, and it actually gives me a uh, lift. So thank you, Jimmy G, and uh, thank you, Razor Rod. And little right. efforts in if we get did Dave Rowe, if Dave Rowe, if he's working for a network. I do want to know that. that. I would like to know that. All right. Well, um, I don't have one either. I'm going to hold mine, even though I previewed with Jimmy G, maybe having one uh, this. Mm. This time, but it's not a it's not a week zero rant. Uh, it's, it's probably a week one rant, and it'll probably still retain its effectiveness. So I'm going to hold fire till next week. Um, and so with that, concluding thoughts, anybody? Uh, I'll, I'll, yes, go hogs, and we'll see. Uh, we'll text Johnny the games and get his picks. I know he doesn't want to be left out of the week one or the pick contest. That's right. Okay, well, thanks for joining us. I hope that this makes it all the way to publication, and if not, we'll uh, get the tech issues addressed, and we'll be back next week. So thanks for joining us, and have a good evening. All right, we're out. <laughs> good luck. Get that